Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. To the latest Mountain West Connection podcast, Jeremy Moss here, MWCConnection.com. This is one of our uh, hopefully soon to be one day I'll figure this out, uh, mostly daily audio version of our daily hike post. And what we're doing today, Wednesday, some of this news I meant to get it out the other day, but hey, it's the off season and some of this, some stuff gets in the way. But also, there's uh, some big news that will last more than if I didn't rush to record this or post this Tuesday morning or as soon as it came out online. But a couple of main topics from this uh, link post. Typically morning, obviously, I'd like to get this out, but this one will go out Wednesday afternoon or whenever you're hearing this. A couple of notes that will, again, stick with us. Um, we'll start with the big, biggest news, I would say. It's not – people had a joke. I kind of laughed about it, but it's actually a decent thing the American Conference is doing. They are – because their Commissioner Mike Oresco mentioned a while back, oh, we're going to be a Power 16. We're going to be this. We're going to compete with the ACC, a Big 12, Big 10. Well, first of all, let's get the laughter out of the way, partly because revenue is a big key reason to be considered a power league, as does access to the Orange Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, all those major bowl games, not fighting out with the Mountain West or the uh, Sun Belt and the other conferences, uh, Conference USA, uh, MAC, those type of leagues. And here's the thing, which you applaud them. They make the people kind of made a cheesy note because the American Power 6 hashtag with the E in Power a 6 uh, one of our guys, Matt Kennerly, put a little, hey, what's the Mountain West? So we put a seven in there for Power 7, kind of snowballed into a little running joke there. But you got to give them credit because American is actually doing something. Mountain West could be doing something behind the scenes. I don't know what because you would think something would come out of whether it could be the next TV deal, looking to maybe add an extra team or two because if everyone remembers, I meant, mentioned about uh, a couple weeks ago during March about, hey, why not Grand Canyon? 
for basketball to get to 12 teams. Low low ceiling, low bar to climb. Upside, in my opinion, pretty good for what they are planning on doing. They don't basketball, or excuse me, don't have football. They set up a pretty nice basketball gym there in Phoenix. There's a for-profit uh, issue with uh, their university, similar to University of Phoenix, um, with DeVry, those type of colleges out there. Uh, but they are going to be NCAA eligible, I believe, next year for the tournament. But nothing has come out publicly. The Americans like is out of their chest. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do things. And they put out a bullet point, a release the other day about, hey, here's how you can or here's how our league can position ourselves to be one of these power conferences. And you got have to applaud them for that because they put out a, a presentation about saying they want to do this. They want a New Year's Six Bowl game, um, two to four top 25 teams every year. Here's kind of, let me go over what they mentioned here. Those two I mentioned, uh, seven to eight bowl teams. Mountain West is in that range. You usually get six. They got seven a couple of times, which is good for the league. Better bowl matchups beating, uh, like had Boise beat Baylor or getting better bowl matchups. Like San Diego State beating Houston in a Vegas Bowl is a pretty big deal because Houston's uh, climbing the profile nationally. They now have Major Appalachian, no longer Tom Herman there. But it's those type of games you want to play, you want to play a better Pac-12 team in the Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, they want to mention a couple of thing, other things here. Um, they want to be a college football playoff contender. That's a bold goal, but hey, they have goals. One top 10 team every year. It's part of the Houston thing where they are ranked, what, top five, I believe, last year. Then when they beat Oklahoma early on, they are right up there. They want to achieve, let's see, a 70 to 80% capacity of games and conference games or arenas, not just from football, but basketball and other sports as well. So obviously, this is most toward football and basketball. So they go through quite a few things. There's a bit more. We'll have it linked to in the, um, I guess I'll put in the show notes or also check the daily hike as well. We'll have all these links in there as well. Kind of just bullet points like I'm doing here. But Seriously, what is the Mountain West doing? We people, I've kind of defended Craig Thompson for the most part because he has done some good things. Starting the Mountain Network was a pretty big deal. Other links copied it, did better things. Big Ten Network, it led to NFL Network, NBA Network, NHL, all these Pac-12, Longhorn Network. Mountain West was the first to do that, but they couldn't capitalize it, couldn't make enough money doing it. Partly, teams leave, like Utah was the one state where they can get money while having Utah and BYU in the league. Their revenue wasn't there, so I had to shutter its doors and They've had a decent deal with ESPN, CBS Sports Network. People complain because it's not as readily available. I think there's only 50 to 65 million homes that can get it. And typically, it's not on a basic tier like your um, TNT, USA, other sports channels, ESPN, ESPN2. But this is bold. It's probably not going to lead to anything. One other thing they mentioned is schedule tougher. The only thing in the Mountain West where it's been mentioned about that is basketball, where Craig Thompson wanted to put in a fine for scheduling pretty bad teams, specifically non-Division One schools, because Air Force has done that, scheduling D2 schools, San Jose State. A lot of schools are guilty scheduling some bad teams because sometimes you just want to win. So bringing College of Nazareth or those type of real low-level schools to come in just for victory don't help the conference. Yeah, it doesn't impact your RPI, but non-Division One wins are not what you want on your schedule at all. And that's the only thing, but it's kind of a joke with the $10,000 fine because they could make that money back up in a game or – scheduling that lower team it's the penalty is not strict enough to to uh bring in those type of teams to avoid it it's worked a little bit and they should be doing it UNLV uh, scheduled pretty tough in basketball they had Duke last year they'll have uh, New Mexico has Arizona back on the schedule there's a couple schools that are doing better in scheduling that's the only thing publicly we've heard and Craig Thompson also said we'll increase the payout that you're gonna bring in these schools that are might be obviously not D non-D1 but maybe bring in a school from a conference like a pay to play sort of but it's still a team that maybe top 150 rpr scheduling it's tough with that where nobody wants to go to wyoming to play nobody wants to go to colorado springs or boise state all high altitude and the mountain west is known for a pretty um 
high profile home court advantage when they play in basketball. Yeah, UNLV, San Diego State can get those games. Kansas State went to the Pepsi Center to play Colorado State, so maybe do close neutrals. Maybe Wyoming has to do that. Go down to the Pepsi Center, hour-plus drive to Denver to play games. Air Force to stay in. Maybe a mini tournament. That could be something in the works, but just speculating what could be done. But you have to applaud Oresco for doing it because they're doing it so publicly and pushing it out there. It's The joke I kind of made, it's um, how many times can you say something until people believe it and it's true? Maybe that's what they're trying to do on this front, but... Two key aspects. If you don't have an automatic bid to a big time bowl game and you're not making over $18 million per year, you're not a power conference. Sorry, that's how it is. So America applauds you, but you still have a long ways to go. But having the goals out there, Mountain West could learn quite a bit from that. So get on it, Craig Thompson. Get on it, whoever else is uh, in the league making those decisions. Maybe future commissioner of the league, whoever that may be, um, get some homework done. Another couple of notes here on the um, Air Force issue we talked about on our last podcast post-draft. Me and Matt spent a ton of time on it where we went over to see and look into how this rule came about. So if you haven't heard, which if you're a fan of our site or read anything about Mountain West sports, you heard about Air Force Academy changing, or not changing, but not officially signing the uh, release to allow players to pursue a pro contract. There's already a backup goalie with Edmonton Oilers, had a six-figure deal. One player got drafted for Major League Baseball. And then most recently, of course, Jalen Robinette and possibly Weston Stillhammer Still hammer undrafted for sure. Um, Robinette likely to be picked later in the draft, but it was just handled so poorly because we found out Saturday morning about what went on, what happened. Like, holy crap, what is going on here? Wes and Sillhammer found out by reading the Denver Post. Coaches didn't know about it. And uh, one of the guys on Twitter does some good stuff. Grant Meach of KOOA mentioned that uh, people he spoke with, it was done Um Let's see, he says, to the people I know that were privy to this news, the announcement truly did, did come down from U.S. Air Force the week of the draft. And so I don't know who didn't know because ESPN had a camera in Robinette's home, showed him twice, kind of awkward to have that situation there. But saying this before the draft and like Thursday, it's like, come on. Like there's, I know they always have a pro day, but this is five weeks before they had it this year like they do every year because some cadets will come back after their two-year service to try out for pro day to kind of hang on with that major league or NFL team. Sorry, I'm thinking of the baseball guy for a minute. But there's always pro days. That's not of the norm. But these guys put in time, money to do it. And here's the latest release from the policy. It's basically now aligned where it's the same with the Air Force, Army, Navy, any other academy where there's no exceptions. Exemptions, I should say, or exceptions, whatever. Both words work, I guess, in this case. But they mentioned as of a release, this is – um. When was this? Um, Saturday, I believe, from the Secretary of Defense has rescinded the policy to allow cadet athletes to apply for ready reserve status immediately after graduation to participate in pro activities or sports. Air Force released a statement from prior to the NFL draft. So I don't know when prior could have been Thursday at 3 p.m. before hours before the draft, because it seemed like the people on TV, ESPN, NFL Network had no clue that this is an issue. I know a ton goes on in the draft and it's not a big enough deal to talk about Air Force guy, but Air Force guy drafted hasn't happened, I believe, in over 20 years. And this news is unique enough itself. You'd think they would have touched on it, but so much is going on. Can't fault them for not knowing this bit of news that kind of struck to us more closely than others. Um, and part of it, they go on to say they they could 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 they. The funniest part here. Um, let's see where I was at here reading. Um, statement from Air Force prior to the draft this week. So NFL teams would be aware that the service would no longer support these requests, and they could conduct their business in good faith. But where's a good faith in these players telling them the day of the draft? It's kind of hard, like, oh, we decide, decide, do it now. This is the decision, partly maybe because Robinette was the guy to get drafted and they don't want him to get drafted and have a really awkward situation where they said he could go do this, but now he couldn't. But I, I, it's hard to believe that they came to, this, 
came to this decision now at this point where, hey, this is where it's going to happen. Here's the deadline. Do it before the NFL draft where they have one to maybe three players get picked up. And so it's pretty pretty crappy. Like Griffin Jackson was a Major League Baseball player mentioned. He's supposed to graduate in May and go to extended spring training out in Florida. Um, but these guys know what they're getting into. Like Stillhammer wasn't – I think he's more upset about how he found out about it. Like he knew – He'd maybe stick with the team for a little bit here and there, get get a chance in mini camps, rookie tryouts, maybe make a roster, ninety man for training camp later in July and August. But to pull the rug out when they knew this was a possibility that hey, we can go to the NFL, we have a chance, we could still serve. Because go back to our prior podcast in the draft, the first twenty minutes, there's a lot of things that could be done to promote the service academies, all three of the major ones that have a few players sprinkled into Major League Baseball, NFL, hockey, other sports. There's a lot that could be done to help serve, and they know they're not going to the Air Force to make the NFL, but it's like when there's a chance, and then it's like, oh, never mind, see ya. I think it's pretty crappy, so that's where I come out. I think the timing, my biggest issue is timing. I'm not saying these guys should allow to go to the NFL draft or they're maybe good enough or spend five years going practice squad to practice squad. There's better things they could do to help and commit to their service, but if the guy's going to get drafted, it's like, I, my main thing is timing is poorly, is very poor here and was the worst culprit overall. These guys, if they make NFL team, great. They'd promote the Air Force Academy, but again, timing, timing, timing. And uh, keep it on Air Force. They met out in the USA, um, well, not USA, but uh, Commander-in-Chief Trophy. They earned their 20th one, and they went out to the uh, White House, got their picture taken with the president, all that fun stuff to hang out. So I was hoping that maybe a little bit would trickle out about, hey, maybe there will be word about a change on this or more explanation, but there was not. But they won another Commander-in-Chief, got their give the president the Air Force jersey, get their photo taken, all that fun stuff. So good for them to hang out and celebrate that. And one other bit of news notes here. Um, We're running out of time here. I don't want to go too long. Again, like I said, about 15 minutes on these shorter shows. A couple of post-spring top 25s are coming out, and they feature, of course, it's going to feature Boise State. Why not? They're always in every single one. It seems like two I found. There are probably more, but these are the most uh, recent ones I found. Um, you have Fo- um, well, I'll go to Fox Sports last because I don't have Stuart Mandel's in front of me here. But um, CBS ranked them. You had uh, Dennis Dodd did their top 25, and, he, and this is post-spring all stuff because I believe every spring game is done now. You had uh, Boise State number 19, stayed the same as his prior one. And here's what Dennis Dodd had to say really quick. The Broncos will have to outscore people to uh, break through against the three-time defending Mount- Mountain West champ San Diego State. Um, Wait a minute there, Dennis. Uh, they are actually two-time defending uh, Mountain West champions. Maybe they meant to prevent them from winning the third time or whatever because the Boise State was in the 2014 game, and that's where they went to the uh, Fiesta Bowl and beat, beat up on Arizona. Um, team hasn't They haven't played each other since 2014, and he kind of mentioned like, their top four tacklers and six of the top seven are gone, but Boise has that offense in Brett Ripon, even though, again, Thomas Burbeck is gone. Uh, Jeremy McNichols is gone. There was a couple of guys. So they put them, the only Mountain West team in the top 25, Boise 19. ESPN's Mark Slaybach has them at 24 in their top 25. And I get people, I get the point, like, oh, well, where's um, San, Di- San Diego State? They've won the conference twice, 22 wins the last two years. Yeah, they lose Donald Pumphrey, who's, okay, if you go by the official NCAA, all-time leading rusher, but amazing back. But again, Donald Pumphrey's back, a thousand-yard rusher last year. He'll be the guy. Probably, it's a system, sort of a system thing where Aztecs are going to run the ball very well. Defense will always be there and be a great team as well and stop everybody. Especially, I get the West Division is a bit weaker, but again, they have talent there and they. they sh- My vote, people heard before Colorado State, but looking at the last one really quick, uh, 
Fox Sports. They don't have um, Boise State at all on there, so that's fine. But there's a quick post-spring top 25. Boise State getting love as they typically do. Fair or not, Aztec fans will kill me, but the brand is bigger just because of what they've done the past 20 years since moving up to uh, Division One. So we'll see how those come to be. Again, these are just messing around, and who knows what will happen. Just like uh, Josh Allen, number one quarterback. <laughs> We've got a lot of that stuff coming out, so look for maybe a video on that. I'll chat about that a bit more. Maybe that'll be another post we do once we get an article on that, kind of compiling the extremely early and dumb mock drafts for 2018. But that's what we have for this um, quick daily hike podcast, about 15 minutes here. Again, check us out, mwcconnection.com. Uh, if you wanted to download this show, subscribe would be helpful. Uh, Stitcher, iTunes. Hey, we're now on TuneIn. I use that a little bit here and there for, um, like I said in our last show, the uh, college basketball coverage for March Madness is cool. They have like a whip around segment. So we're on TuneIn if you want that. Great player to listen to. Good app. I listen to it quite a bit as well for sports talk, podcast stuff. So check us out there. Blog Talk Radio, of course. Um, hey, give us some help. Click on some links on the Blog Talk Radio page. It might give me a mountain nickel or something to um, get some, um, like I say, guacamole or burrito money.